global so we're going across the world before we get started though i gotta i gotta say i almost been one of those dumb athletes actually i was one of those dumb athletes i just didn't get the drastic consequences that come with being a dumb athlete i possibly could have had one of the worst weekends in my life before that Demi Lache is in the studio dougie b is on the line 888-346-9144 and I might I might refer to Doug in in this instance as I tell this story. This is my PSA for the week. Hopefully, for the last time I will ever have to do this concerning me. Went out this weekend. Had some people in town. Went out in Scottsdale. I don't like Scottsdale. I've been in trouble. I, I've been in trouble with the. Uh, I, I'll call it trouble for lack of a better word. But you can you can see for through the conversation, cipher through the conversation, and figure what's what. With Scottsdale police. <clears throat> Both occasions, I was let go. It wasn't any confrontation. It was just conversation. It was professional at its best uh, on their part. I'm in Scottsdale this weekend. I get pulled over. I get, I, I get a sobriety test. Now, Ooh, the, nice. police, the, the police asked me, <clears throat> and let, might I add, it was about six, seven police officers. Not uh, just one? Not just one. It's never just one. I think it's two, at least two. It's never just one. Uh, those days are gone with just one police officer. Um, so I, I get uh, I get pulled over. Because back in the day, and I got pulled over not for DUI, not for um, not for driving recklessly. I mean, maybe this could be recklessly. Um, but I made a left turn on a one-way street. Now, I don't know if anybody back in the day remember the Pussycat Lounge, but you know where Marley's is. I'm coming from where Marley's mm-hmm. is. I'm coming from the W. So mm-hmm. uh, I'm, I'm heading down that street. You used to can turn left on that street. And then I saw that I saw a sign at the last second, so I pulled in, which I didn't get into traffic. Mm-hmm. So I pulled in and pulled, pulled me over immediately, uh, was, which was the right thing to do. Uh, so he gets out, how, how many drinks have you had? No, he said, have you had anything to drink? I said, yes, a beer. He said, how many beers? I said, one, which was the truth, but I had other stuff. But he asked me the question, how many beers? <laughs> so I didn't lie to him. Now, I take the sobriety test. Now, this test, in my opinion, if I wasn't me, the athlete that I am, that you cannot pass that test. You cannot pass it. But I passed it with flying colors. Uh, they make you do some third-grade things um, also, but they make you walk and do some some stuff that they cannot do. But then they have to demonstrate it. You cannot pass that test. But I think there are more. Now, I could be wrong on this, but what I've noticed in my dealings with them is more so how you handle the conversation with them. Uh, if, if I find you impaired. Now, let me read. Let me read a, probably the uh, the DUI in Arizona extreme DUI in Arizona. There's specific laws, uh, and also penalties come with them. Uh, that's for people who fall under the category of extreme DUI. A person who said to be extreme, their blood concentration is usually zero point one five or higher, and that's what. But that's within two hours of driving or being um, actually under control of a vehicle. I was under control of a vehicle. Now. I need to thank all my angels who was watching me that night because, you know, I should have. That could have been extreme P 
penalty and price to pay, and everything I worked for could have been destroyed in that moment, in that instant. And it wouldn't have been, it would have been my fault. It would have been no one else's fault but mine. So, you know, I, I passed the test, the bogus test, which I would call it. I passed that test. Again, I think it's the conversation, the interaction you have with them. Those guys was great, by the way. They were great. They were they weren't trying to trap me or set me up other than the, the test itself. So I had to wait for another cop. So two more come mm-hmm. to get to so I can blow into the to the uh whatever that thing is. I had to do that. And it blew one point one one. That's that's going to jail right yeah. there. That's going to jail. But I know a lot of us say, okay, you're 300 pounds, you can have a beer. I'm 210, I can have a beer. But it was just not a beer, it was more than that. So I could say I, I've been enlightened. I've been enlightened in my life a lot of ways, a lot of times. Most of them, most times they come from great situations or good situations that were made great. So I've been enlightened in that, in that uh, regard. Mm-hmm. This right here takes me back to when I didn't used to drink. Or when I used to drink and I stopped, and I felt so good about stopping. So Kwame Lasseter no longer drinks and drive per se. Uh, per se, I, I, I add that up to a, I need a disclosure. Not a disclosure, but a a, uh, a way out sometimes. It, it was crazy. Everything that I've worked for, I, I could have been a disappointment, mm-hmm. which I was, to family, friends, you know, imagery, and everything that. Now, saying that, I do have a NFL draft party this Thursday. The draft is this Thursday, a uh, big day in NFL. Uh, but it's on 1 East Boston Street, Chandler, Arizona, Eight five two two five. I'll be hosting a draft party at Coaching Willie's. Uh, so let me add this to that: you got to drink responsibly. There's nothing wrong with getting a cab, and I've said this a long time ago. But when it hits you right in the face, get a cab, get a driver. Get a cab, get a driver. Uh, be responsible about it. You know, I got. I can afford Uber twice a month. I could. I could do that. <laughs> yeah. I can afford Uber twice a month. I can afford <laughs> Uber three times a month. Uber, man, forget Uber. Hey, man, let's just not about that. You, you, I don't know what service you got to hook up with. Oh, I can afford. Who is it, Doug? I can afford them. Who is it? What? I've never used any of the services. I just heard bad stuff about Uber. But what's the other one that's out there? Well, I've never had a problem with Uber, and I've used Lyft. it. So you had a bad experience. I've never had a bad. I've just heard about bad experiences. Oh, so you know what? I heard a bad thing about people until I met them. I have heard bad thing about people, but anything, anytime, and anytime, anything I hear about somebody, I don't take that for what it's worth. I might be on guard when I meet them, but when you meet them, I don't see a lot of times, and a higher percentage of the time, I don't see what people say. You might just have a bad what they say about someone. You got to find out for yourself. And I, 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 in my life, I found that to be true. So you can say something bad about Demi like you do sometimes, but when I see him, it might be a different story. <laughs> it might be a different story. So, you know, we can still have, you know, our, our margarita Mondays and all that stuff. But, uh, you know, I just, I, I would say this, drink responsible. Because I know most times you guys are not, not, not most times, all the time, you guys, that stuff don't do anything to you, but it's in your system. So you could be pulled over for a, uh, a, a busted a rear view light or a traffic light, but it, it's up to the discretion of the officer, officers, because uh, more than one will be there to find out if you're impaired or not. So that's my PSA. That's my PSA for the week. It could have been drastic. So you did not get a DUI. Here's the crazy thing. 
I did not get a DUI. More of the story. They you did, did not get a DUI. Yeah, but that ain't that don't tell me. Now I tell you, let me let me add on to that. I'm glad you asked that. I didn't get okay. the, I didn't. But 1.15, 1. 1.1, 1. That thing was going, it was moving. So I was looking at it. He was showing me, I blew in it. And now he was, you know, he was showing it to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if he had a button he was pushing to make it go up, but he was showing <laughs> <he was> show- <laughs> Ain't no button. He, <laughs> ain't no button, Doug. <laughs> okay, well, he was showing it to me, but when I said 0.08, 0. 0.8, 0. 0.1, I'm like, why is it still moving? <laughs> I was talking to him like we talked on on the air. We were talking. Then, you know, I was working on my golf swing as we as I was waiting. Then somebody asked me if I played golf. Then they said, oh, you play football, right? And that, and that probably, and I'm sure that didn't have anything to do with it. I say I golf all the time. Uh, he said, I say, do you? I'm talking to them like we having a conversation. Uh, there was no. Huh? So here, I'm going to have to, I got to throw this out because of everything going on. Uh-huh. All right. So you had a normal conversation with them, correct? Absolutely. And you left without injury, correct? Yep. They didn't shoot you in the back, correct? No, not this time. I had witnesses. I was in front okay. of, I was in front of the clubs. It, I didn't give them, I didn't, I didn't, um. No, they didn't shoot me in my back. Go ahead. But tell you story. Go ahead. I want to hear this, too. And, and that's my point, man. You had a conversation with cops, mm-hmm. right? And nothing came out of it afterwards. They didn't beat you up. They didn't shoot you in the back. Nothing. Why? Because you were out there. You were casual with them. You did what they say. You didn't give them any grief. And I, look what happened at the end result. Yeah, they, they let me go. We even got a DUI. But I could have and should have got. I don't know if I should have, but I could have got a DUI. And that could have been very cost effective on that night. That could have been a fifteen, twenty thousand dollars. I would have had to pay for would, lawyers and everything. I would have, that could have been costly. Now, if I was some ignorant person and talk with that nonsense, uh, and it goes back, and immediately it goes back to. What's on TV? If I talk like that ignorance and portrayed that, and I'm like, if I got agitated, hey, what you pulling me over for? You, you, I didn't do this. I didn't do that. I didn't do that. I handled it. I handled it because of the the, the temperature of this world, the temperature temperature of this country. I don't. I talk a certain way, and they was talking a certain way. It was all professional on both ends. But if I talk with that country backwood jive, I would have been in trouble. And I know I believe that to be true. But it was professional. And I had some dealing. When I, initially, when I started the com- uh, conversation story, I've had dealings with police officers all the time, and I've always had great experience. I, I don't remember a bad experience with a police officer. And that, be, that can because of who I am. Uh, and they know. I, I, don't, I didn't been in, I, I've never had a situation where they, I was threatened. But what I see, and with me, I don't discount that. I don't discount that. If, if Doug Bremer gets in trouble uh, consistently, I, I gotta. I do want to talk to Doug, but I want to. I want to go to his background. I want to find out where he's from, where this come from, before I start pointing my finger and jabbing at Doug Bremer. I, that's what I want to do. Now, my again, I hear what you was alluding to. Now, I'm not saying all oh, police officers are like that. I've just said in my dealings with them, they've been positive situation, and they could have been worse for me. It could I'm be not, and I don't discount. There are out there are officers out there that are the bad apples of the group. Unfortunately, because the population of officers, I mean, you got to think how many millions of officers there are here in the U.S. So there are going to be bad ones, yeah. And that's what the media portrays are those bad ones. And automatically, majority of the population look at that that one incident 
associate that with every single officer out there. Let me ask you this. When reality, it's maybe 1% of the whole population of, of officers. And they should be dealt with accordingly. Isn't that the same thing the NFL does? There's a lot of great athletes, but you don't you don't put that. You know who put that inf- that positive information out? It's usually somebody, the athlete's family or the athlete that is doing well. The, the NFL know who has what. They know who has charities, foundations, and what they're doing in the community. They know this, but they put this bad stuff. Somebody put this bad stuff. And I, I can't say it's just the NFL because you have you have different sports shows. You have different news channels. But that they choose to show that because look again, look again. Here's the NFL doing this, doing that. We've made a huge thing on the domestic violence. Domestic violence has been happening right. from the time NFL started. They do it in baseball. They do it in hockey. We 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 uh, Demery was passionate about what uh, NASCAR was doing, but no. In, in the situation, the results, the results to both ends of it. That being the the uh, let's say an NFL guy, or uh, let's say the NFL, let's say. The person who's been battered against, or the situation not so great for them in the end, the end results are different according to who you are. Like I said, if I talk like that Neanderthalish person and 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 go out there with an agitation at an officer, when you know the temperature and the pulse of this community, then I probably would have been got arrested. But I talked to those guys like I had some sense, and they were talking to me like I had some sense. So when you talk, when you look at across the board and NFL guys, yeah, there's some good officers. But them bad ones make it hard for the good officers to be seen. Just like the bad ones in the NFL make it hard for great players to be seen. Because you want to put that bad in sex, money, and murder. It sells. You can sell it all day long. If you can't sell sex, money, and murder, crime, you can't sell it in all facets of those three things that I mentioned, then you not you can't sell. So my, my whole thing was, my whole thing was, really, because I, you know, I, I, I would refer to you on some of this stuff as far as the DUI, the uh, blood alcohol level in the states. Yeah, I'm sure you have that in the back of your hand, head. But it, it's a, it's a situation that you know I've had a lot of eye-opening experiences in my life, and I take I've taken advantage of them. And and most of them, a high percentage of them, have come from great things. But this could have come from this was a bad situation that ended up good. Well, and just look at the DUI. I mean, thankfully. You walked away from that. There's no accident to it, but how many accidents are? And the majority of DUI accidents out there, and you can read about it in the paper all day long, that the, DUI, the person that was driving that was a DUI that got into the accident, mm-hmm. nine out of ten times walks away with maybe a scrape or a bruise, but then the other the family that he hit. Right. No, I hear they're you. Gone. They're gone. Yeah. They're You know, and it's just it's so many DUI deaths out there. That's why my hypocriticalness, I, I talk about guys, I talk about athletes that, and being a hypocrite about it, now that I've been through the experience, and it's, 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 this is a broad band of everything. You, you never know, uh, you never know until it's, it's, it's you that's in that situation. You could look from the outside and, and, and maybe that same thing that we tell our kids. Okay, you can't do this, you got to get great grades, you got to do this, you got to do that. Um, but the kid don't know until he or she has to go through it. And in my hypocriticalness, criticalness, I um, I talk about athletes. You know what? I can afford Uber. I can afford a cab. I can get a car. A car is number $35 an hour. How long do I want to be out? You get, and I got, and then we all got deals out here. We know people that know people that know something about it. We could get them. 
we can get situations where we could be in and out without having an opportunity, without having a situation where this could cost us a change our, the way we live, our livelihood. That could have been cost effect. That could have been very dangerous for me, especially with everything I got have going on. Uh, got mm-hmm. a, uh, the the NFL stuff. That would have been on front. I, I guarantee you'd have been on the ticker. It'd have been front page. Well, look at how many times he's got there with like Barkley and Tom Chambers and all them for DUI, man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. See, I'm not. I don't know their situation. I do know. I do know the story, but I don't know their conversation, their interactions with that officer. And I'm sure Barkley was humorous and being funny, but I mean, once you get, once you get him, you got him. I, why? Why I was let go? You know, I could only go to. You know, sometimes you know we got angels with us and watching us because they could have easily taken me, easily, I mean, and they would have been man, justified. I they, could imagine that that Barkley stop, officer, sir, you're you're uh, you're impaired. You're going to be arrested. Table, man, that's terrible, terrible, man. Yeah. Well, we did. Uh, well, I did, and I felt that it was worth it. Took up most of the uh, first segment telling my story, but uh, it, it to be not be a hypocrite and never say anything. And then we got that situation coming up. Uh, some, you know, guys coming into the draft right now, their background, their history, uh, how much we put on. And I've always backed them. I say, well, if you do what you say you did or what someone say you did, it, it always comes out. But if you got a punishment or if you got punished for the crime and you served that time or that punishment, then we shouldn't be talking about it. We, can't, we shouldn't keep bringing up that. You got a big fight with uh, Pacquiao and and Mayweather, well, we bringing up his uh, domestic violence with his, uh think, then fiance. We bringing up that instead of not talking about the fight. When do we decide to do that and why? You know, we want to put a bad light on somebody. Because you could talk about that same situation after the fight. You had a great fight. And one of the things I want to get into it. But when you're putting something else on somebody else's mind, that's a distraction tactic. That's all it is. But, you know, I, I'll say this and before we go into break. You know, be careful and drink responsibly. I, I've always said that I was just a hypocrite. So, you know, drink carefully, drive carefully, uh, be responsible. You know, get $35, you get the Uber, put it on your credit card, get one of those cheap credit cards. A lot of people don't like it. I don't I don't know the other one, Doug, that you use, but whatever that is, I could use that too. Okay. Since I'm... Uh, Done with my, that's not a rant, but it's a story. PSS, I do, again, I do have my draft party, hosting a draft party. Uh, be sending out mass emails and texts th- today, all this week, leading up to it, uh, latest Thursday morning. But I'll be hosting a draft party on April 30th. VIP, come on through. 1 East Boston Street, downtown Chandler, at Coach and Willie's. Kwame Sports Talk, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. 
Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you. It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Yo, DMD. Yeah, what's up, man? Think of that girl they call Roxanne. She's all stuck up. Why you say that? Cause you wouldn't give a guy like me no rap. But she was walking down the street, so I oh, said, that's hey, classic boy, right there. TFO. Man, UTFO, Untouchable Force Objects. Welcome back. Kwame Lasso to the Sports Talk, 888-346-9144. That's good music. I'm, 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 I hope you guys uh, appreciate that little story I got went through and Doug and I were talking off the air but let's get into some you know it was sports related it was because we talk about athletes all the time and situations they get in and I and I I'm definitely one of them um I appreciate the uh UTFO that's that class that brought me back to my Monday so it's not a bad money after all it's not a mar- it's still a, you know you still can have margarita Mondays but it's not a bad money after all it could be worse and I've always said this it could always be worse but what's coming up now is the draft some life-changing situation but the guys coming to the draft um, that if they're talking about uh, Mariota going number two, I just don't. And then I'm hearing a lot of stuff about he can't throw downfield. I've seen him throw downfield plenty of times at Oregon, and this is also predicated on the situation of Ken Wisenhunt being the head coach at Tennessee Titans and how he likes to stretch the field. Well, a lot of those work uh, intermediate routes they work they work at a high level, and I and I thought I didn't see that he couldn't that he couldn't throw downfield. And maybe you guys might have seen something like that. But if he doesn't go number two, do you guys see him going to the Jets? I think the Jets have the number six pick in the draft. Don't talk at one time. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Man, I still hate doing this before the draft because there's so many changes that the, the Jets might trade up their pick for whatever known reason. So. If the Jets stay there, I can definitely see them getting them. So you think they've given up the uh, given up their on their quarterback already? They drafted him two years ago. Not, you know what? Not giving up, um, but definitely looking for <laughs> possibly rebuilding the future because hasn't really done a whole lot over there for him. I you, you know, know, but then you got the you 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 can't just you know the hype that Mariota brings. If you have the chance to pick it up, like we've talked about on the show before, you'll have GMs and, and owners and coaches, they'll draft for that name, not for a position need. 
So they might not necessarily need Mariota right now, but because he's available at that spot, they're going to pick him up because it's Mariota. He has so much hype for the draft. I think. Um, go ahead. But what? Oh, no, what I was going to say is, if it wasn't a hype not like Mariota, say you just had the only quarterback really bringing any hype this year was going to be uh, Winston. Well, at that time, they might, who knows what they're going to pick up. What, what? I don't think they necessarily, I don't think they need Mariota right now, but they're going to get him if they're, he's available because of the name he brings with him and it's playing on for the future. I think a lot of a lot of the draft has not to do with the need right now. I think I mean if you get the guy, and that, that would be a quarterback or receiver. But most times you're getting guys, and and when I say this, I'm talking, I'm thinking teams like the Pittsburgh Steelers. A lot of their needs are, you know, two years from now, so they get guys and put them into the system. They get guys and put them in the system, and they're ready to play. But they always getting guys in those mid rounds. That's those, I guess we call third and fourth, uh, third. A mid round because you got seven, you have seven uh, rounds in the draft. Draft being held this year in Chicago. Normally it's down at the Radio City Hall in New York. But you get teams. A lot of teams are picking for what. What can this guy be? Who could this guy be? Do we need him uh, in two or three years? But we get him in the system and he know how we do it our way. I, I go. I go to the uh, New England Patriots. They do that too. New England Patriots. You, you know a handful of stars over there, maybe two, but those guys, those guys contribute a great deal at the end of the year, and they have them in the um, in the playoffs. And I won't say it's just it's the AFC, because there's a lot of good teams in the AFC. I've always thought growing up that the NFC was real football until I went to uh, San Diego, and I'm like, these guys play ball over here. It's it's the NFL, but strangely enough, it seems different. It seems different, but you got guys uh, that you wouldn't know about that's playing at a high level for that team and is helping that team win, that's what I think the draft is. You find that guy who can play right now, which sometimes, like I said, is a quarterback or a receiver, defensive end. Who was the defensive end that was drafted? Uh, South Carolina. He hadn't played yet. He uh, He's in Houston. They didn't they didn't use him. I mean, he, he was hurt. Talking about Clowney? The Javion Clowney, yep. I mean, with all that talent he has, and Houston was where they were at the end of the year, it, it's going to be great to see him in his second year. It's going to be great to see what that defense does if he stays healthy. Who, Jadavion Clowney? Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you this. They took a big risk with uh, with drafting Clowney. And the only reason is is because he had these issues back at South Carolina before he even touched on the field. And his work ethic is, is not up to par. Even before his injuries, even before his hernia, that whole issue even occurred, he still had – um, it was still reports that was being dropped, talked about, coming from that locker room saying that Clowney is not, you know, worth being this number one draft pick. He is not worked out. He, he doesn't work out. He's lazy. He's, you know, he doesn't do his technique right. And, you know, at the same time, people are giving him credit. He's just a rookie. He doesn't really know. But at the same time, to, for him to go draft the number one overall, I think I don't think it's going to pan out in the right way. I, I just don't see it. Not in Houston. Now he can always revive his career, you know, just kind of like I, uh, DeMurray Williams did. Um, it took him a couple of years. Or for him to go to Buffalo, become an all-pro defensive end, I think Clowney is probably in that same projection. I mean, he just needs to work on some things personally to get, you know, his his motor going is, is you know, it's, it's coming back from an injury. It's going to be tough. 
Well, you, Greg Robertson in that draft too went to uh, the um, went to the St. Louis Rams. Could have went first. When you talk about should have went first. Yeah. When you talk about, I think in the top ten, you pick one of those guys first. It's all predicated on the team's need. And JV on Clowning, all the hype that came with it. You talk about his work ethic. Ton, ethic tons of hype. Yeah, but the work, his work ethic is one of the things. he's When he made that big play, and he should have made that play, that if you get through the line, the running back is the ball, you should make that play. Isn't that's Blake Borders could have went number one, but the Houston didn't want to draft a quarterback. They thought they had a quarterback. And I don't know why they thought they had a quarterback, but they did. But when you make that play, and then you're talking about the draft, and he didn't, he didn't want to work. He didn't want to get hurt. So you, you're supposed to still play at a high level. He goes into next year, stays in school. You're still supposed to play at a high level. You're still supposed to play like every play matters. And he didn't do that the year in 2014, the year he got drafted. I, I didn't see it. So that's what the issues are with his work ethics. I don't know what he was doing in South Carolina before that. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, if you don't have a work ethic, what, you you bringing something to a league where guys, they work hard because they know every play is that play. Sammy Watkins went. He could have been first. He went in that year mm-hmm. to Buffalo. Great pick by Buffalo. He could have went to Houston, but they had Andre Johnson. Mm-hmm. And at that time, Andre Johnson was still working on. He was injured. I think Houston needs to take that risk and just go for a quarterback this season. I don't even know who's who's quarterbacking in Houston right now because I don't think they made any trades, any uh, free agent business issues with their. I, I think they need to take that risk and maybe try to go push for Marcus Mariota. If not. Houston, Marcus Mariota in Houston. I like Bryce Petty. I like Bryce Petty, the kid out of Baylor. Baylor with him going from Baylor to, I mean, Houston, Waco, Texas is right down the street. Why not? You know, just go for that risk. I think that's the only piece. Now that you spent a whole year drafting and trying to get Davion Clowney, you got him now. You got J.J. Watt. You paid him. Andre Johnson, you departed ways. Well, a rookie quarterback would be good. Bring in a rookie quarterback. It will be good because you don't have to pay him like you had to pay the last class oh with goodness. Sam Bradford. You can go get a good quarterback and give him $10 million. Yeah. Blake Borders, he would have been a great pick. Jackson, oh, tremendous pick. I, I would even took in David Carr last season. Da- after, yeah. I mean, this is after the fact. But, but Yeah, David Carr's balling, too, in Oakland. Mm-hmm. He's balling in Oakland. They need to fix things around him because I think – no, they will. They, uh, yeah. they going. They going. Uh, Oakland's going to go for Mario. Yeah, you, you had a lot of guys. Who's a uh, Odell Beckham was in that drive. Oh no! Oh. You had. Uh, yeah. yeah, he was in that drive. Oh yeah. Uh, and I watched. The, that's when I was doing the th- going to the thing. Mike Evans. Mm-hmm. You know, Odell was working at XO. You you could see. I'm like, this guy could be starting in that slot this year. Uh, Justin Gilbert. When, where was Justin Gilbert? Was he in Texas? Did he go to Oklahoma State? Oklahoma State. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Bridgewater, I don't know if you take <laughs> – Bridgewater went 30, 31st, right, or 32nd. I think he might have been the next to the last or the last pick in the draft to Minnesota. Yeah. Yeah. But there was a lot of picks in there. And, and if you're talking about uh, building your team, if you're talking Tennessee, if you're talking New York Jets, and and I, have I given up on a, the quarterback situation that I have now? Well, you might want to go get one now because you don't have to pay these guys an entirely different amount of money. A well, in Houston's standpoint, I don't see it being – Oh, we're ready to uh, move on from our quarterback situation. Well, there is no situation. Period. Houston, in Houston, yeah, no, because there's no quarterback. There is no situation. <laughs> Houston, yeah, they Brian just Mallet need and Brian Hoyer as your backup. Brian Hoyer, there is no Brian situation. Hoyer's your backup, the starter. <laughs> well, Brian Mallett. 
Yeah, on paper. Ryan Mollett's supposed on to paper. be that. He was supposed to be that guy. Didn't he come out of New England? He was, he was backing up for – so when you – they think yeah. these guys, which is falsehood to me, they think these guys, and they should have learned something, guys who backed up Peyton Manning, guys who backed up Tom Brady, Drew Brees, and those guys, they think these guys was going to be great. But you got to still go through – you still got to get some reps in. You uh, Mental reps are huge, but you still got to get those reps in on the field. And, and if you're talking about – I backed up these great guys. Look at the uh, quarterback. Look at the guy who's in. They went 11-5, didn't make the playoffs. He was backing up Tom Brady. Tom Brady got hurt. Went to Kansas City, stunk up the place. You just got paid. Mm-hmm. You just got paid. You got to go through reps. You got to have Yeah, but look reps. at Mallett. In the three years at New England, he started or played in four games. He was one out of four right. for 17 yards and, a, and one pick. So don't tell me you came behind uh, – Brady, because you didn't do crap behind Brady either. Yeah, he didn't do anything behind Brady, but he was. Nope. But they looking at what they was looking at system. what Matt Castle did. Matt what um, who was Aaron Flynn? Rogers. No, not Aaron no, Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers stayed with his team though. Aaron Rodgers yeah. was with Green Bay. I'm talking about those guys who like he did learn a great deal. Uh, because everybody feel like they worth their weight. You feel like you worth your weight. Why I'm not playing? I had to have this conversation with kids. I said, your time will be your time. You just got to stay on that path. And Roger, Brack, he backed up uh, Brett Favre, mm-hmm. uh, but he didn't change team. And these guys we're talking about now, they went somewhere else because somebody else thought, oh, well, you was under Tom Brady for this amount of time or you was under this guy for this amount of time. You should be good, but you're not getting reps. And you just mentioned uh, he had he had four games where he played. And I don't even know if he started in those games. He probably got in the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so, no, there's, there's a lot of guys out there in the draft. Um that could be, that could be that first pick, and and when when we initially started, we talked about Jadavion Clowney. We talked about where uh, Marcus Mariota go f- number two to Houston. You got do you they will have two back to back quarterbacks. It's not unheard of. That happens all the time. Mm-hmm. But does he fit the system? Because the conversation was, can they trade for Philip Rivers, Tennessee at number two? Mm-hmm. Get draft draft Mariota for the trade. Because Philip has stated on numerous occasions, I'm not playing in L.A. The guy's a down south boy. He had a great career. He had a pretty good career and, um, in San Diego. Now, for anybody to say, I want to leave San Diego, you would think they were crazy. Mm-hmm. Who wants to leave San Diego? But if if Eli Manning can make those decisions before he even get into the league, then Philip Rivers should be part of that decision-making for his future also. Because he was the whole – it was Eli Manning and Philip Rivers. That was a situation where my son is not Archie Manning and, and, and Eli. My son's not going to San Diego. It worked out for Eli Manning. He has two Super Bowls, beat the same team twice in the Super Bowl. It worked out for him. But if I'm not, if I'm adamant about not playing in San Diego, or I'm sorry, L.A., L.A. Chargers or wherever they're going, Philip Rivers want to play for one team. He want to play if, if they stay in San Diego. I think they can keep him. I think he has another year left on his contract. And it would be a sign and trade. Well, it would be a. It would probably be a sign and trade. And I don't know what Tennessee would get. I don't know what. I don't know what San Diego would give up. But if you're trying to have a, if you're trying to have a successful team, you better have a. You better have a quarterback who understands what's going on around you. And you look at all the great teams, all the good teams, all the good teams got decent enough quarterbacks. All the great teams got great quarterbacks. You just look around the league. 
You look like you look at the Cardinals in their defense. Usually, your defense can get you over, and, and it does. But you, how how much time are you gonna keep them on the field before they break? And I know that Bannon don't break, but how much time can you keep them on the field before they break? You have to have a quarterback. Cardinals went down. They went through four quarterbacks. They went through four quarterbacks, or I feel they would have went further into the uh, playoffs. Mm-hmm. But you have to have a quarterback. The draft, the direction for Mariota is maybe you go to New York. New York's a tough place to play. Maybe you got that Eli Manning syndrome. You go to New York. I don't know who. I don't know what you do with the quarterback. I, I'm not a fan of giving up on somebody because, and, and that's what that's was. Once the media get involved with it, then it goes and it gets into the organization. But the organization's been thinking about this way before the media does. They mm-hmm. want to have a successful organization because they, they, I mean, they see it more than anyone else than the media yeah, firsthand. firsthand. So the media just goes off of what they see on TV, kind of like a fan does, and they just have more connections and perspective from an up closer, closer personal view than usual fans. But as an organization, for instance, like you, you're talking about the New York Jets. And Geno Smith. You're talking about, you know, you really don't give up on guys. I mean, time after time, and you have, you know, a quarterback in this draft class that's worthy of taking in the top ten pick. Right. It's not about necessarily giving up on Geno. It's just you know that it's just not working out with him or for him. You have a new coach, a new brand of coaches coming in, new brand of players, a whole new team uh, in the aspects of the New York Jets. So why not take that risk? It's not that you're giving up on them. It's just, you know, maybe you're just not fitting it here. Maybe you can, we can put you in another place that's better or, you know, that you can fit. Brian Huntley, where, where does he go? What fit, What looks good for him? Second round? Yeah, but which team? Oh. I, I agree with second round. <laughs> I agree with second <laughs> I round. I hope he's not there Thursday. No. Um Hunley. If Hunley, you know, great athletic quarterback. I think whoever looking for someone future wise, he can get behind someone. So he should play in the pros in the next two or three years. Yes. Yeah. He could. Yes. Yep. Um, he's not a day one starter. I don't think you can put him in as a day one starter. How about Pittsburgh? That's a that's a great fit for him. Pittsburgh. He, he could. He, yeah. He needs to find somewhere behind a vet. But so. you're talking about a guy from Arizona, going to UCLA, going to Pittsburgh. Uh, that's, that's a good fit for him. It is, but that that he been in warm weather. <laughs> He's been in warm weather. It's the NFL now. It's Miami. Miami ain't, ain't no excuses now. Who's in Miami? Uh, Ryan Tannehill. Ryan Tannehill. He's not going. No, nah, he's not. They like him because because mm. of, of the Texas A and M uh, thing connections. Huh. I could see Arizona maybe taking a risk if if he's around per Logan. se in the third third round. He's not better than Logan. Hmm. They're not better than Logan. Interesting. Really? I would. Have, mm. I haven't seen. I mean, I really haven't seen anything from Thomas. Any glimpse for the few snaps he's taken? And you seen what from Brian Huntley on a professional level? <laughs> he's not better than Logan. Interesting. He's not. Yeah, it's an interesting. It, I, I want here second round. That'd be great pick for him. That's somebody getting a good quarterback late where you can develop him. And let's say he gets in that. He gets in a situation where he might have to play. Well, it doesn't come with the Tim Tebow pressure. It doesn't come with the Johnny Manziel pressure. I got him in the second round. He coming to back up. Well, as a second, the second quarterback doesn't get a lot of reps. You might get four reps on each segment mm-hmm. at practice. Or each uh, segment we run in practice, you might get four of those reps, and I might be the last reps mm-hmm. on, on each segment as you go through your, day, your daily practice. 
So he come in the game, we're not going to say, oh, this guy can't play, he can't do this. You can't judge him off a, a quarter or a quarter and a half of him coming to a football game because uh, of the reps. See, fans don't know that he's not getting all the reps. You think he's on that team, he's practicing like the starters are practicing. And he's not the starter. He's not the starter. So when you're talking about – and that goes with Logan also. Logan's been there. This is his second year. He's not getting first-team reps. I think uh, Lindley and um, – who's the other quarterback was getting those reps? Stan. Who? Drew, yeah, Drew, you're talking about Drew Stan. Stan right? Yeah, Drew Stan. Drew Stan was getting most of those reps. Then Lindley. Mm-hmm. Then Logan. But when you go down, you expecting the quarterback to save your team, when especially – He's not getting those timing reps. I mean, Logan threw a, threw a pass last year. I thought it should have been picked <laughs> off. I thought that thing should have been picked off, but he got away with it. But I wouldn't advise that pass any other any other time. You're talking about that sideline board? Yep. 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 I thought that should be picked off. Kevin Love dislocates his shoulder. I ask you guys. And first of all, the Chicago Bulls is are underachieving right now. Derrick Rose turned the ball over eight times. But so if they win these games, they go <laughs> I'm tired of him turning the ball over. <laughs> you went from Kevin Love to Derrick no, Rose. No, I'm so going quick. back to Kevin Love. <laughs> okay, I'm, okay. I'm, going, I'm going back to Kevin Love. All right. I'm going right back to Kevin. My mindset just okay, well, go you ahead. Switch your mindset. <laughs> Man, adaptability. That's a, yeah, exactly. Oh, but I'm Kevin saying <laughs> they, well So anyways now Chicago. Who the Cavaliers play next? They're gonna play the Chicago Bulls. Okay, thank you. Let me finish saying yeah. what I was saying. If Derrick Rose turned the ball over, this, this was a lead MVP. He's turning the ball over eight times. You get Enough is enough. Chris Paul, Derrick Rose, turning the ball over. I know you're trying to make things happen, make the play over. So Kevin Love being now, and they have Chicago coming up because Chicago get the rest, which is great. I guess there's only the silver lining uh, in this whole story, but it dislocates his shoulder and it get pops in. I never <laughs> – I had a dislocated shoulder. I don't. You don't run to the locker room, though. Don't you go to the sideline? Hey, I think he was scared to death because something like that never happened. Was it a dirty play? I don't. I, and no, I, I agree. It was not. It was not meant. It's not like when I think of a dirty play, I think of when pitchers try to hit in the game of baseball when you try to hit the batter on purpose. That's a dirty play. Would you call Ron Artest, Metal World Peace, dirty or aggressive or? He's aggressive. He's madly aggressive. What? Not dirty. Not just yet, but he's madly aggressive. A dirty play is like. I don't know. J.R. Smith, we used to untie people's shoes. Like, come on, that's, that's nonsense. That's dirty. It's dirty. That's stupid. Right. That's what I think of as a dirty what about play. Chris Paul hitting you in the groin or whatever. That's dirty. Yeah, that's a dirty play. I, I, I go, I say this Kevin Love, I don't think it was dirty. I just think Kevin Love's soft. It popped out. You should get in the gym. <laughs> yeah, but if you look at that, though, he grabbed that arm pretty tight. But, I mean, but, it wasn't but, like they were just battling for the ball. He. Grabbed it like you grabbed your. That's girl. the NBA I mean, though. It is, and I would have the NBA because I'm fighting for position all the time. I would have grabbed his arm real tight. Uh, I don't know. That's every you know, game. That's a box out, even on a free throw. Like yeah. I see guys now. You know the t- traditional: put your butt on the guy's hip. Mm-hmm. You don't see that anymore. Now guys turn chest and to chest an and lock off. arms. That's that's basketball. That's how it is. Now, I mean, last night I watched Dwight Howard and Tyson Chandler go at it. Tyson That's what they were doing up. the whole game. We're not going to talk about that I like right Tyson. now. Tyson's about to step it up. Go but ahead. Um, I, I don't think it was a dirty play on, on Kelly Olenek. I mean, 
no, it's not a dirty play on his part at all. They just locked arms. He was trying to pull his arm out, and Kevin Love was giving back as well. And it just so and happened, it his, happened, he put his arm in the wrong position at the wrong time. That's oh. it. It was no. Kevin Love, I'm gonna pop his. Sh- who who's going? How are you going to dislocate somebody's shoulder on purpose? Like you, you can do it on purpose. But ha- during the game, during the come yeah. on, during that during that moment, you're not going to think. Oh, you're not thinking no, that right. Right. That's you're what I'm saying. You're not putting that in your mindset. Oh, I'm about to pop his shoulder out yeah. right now. No, it's just I need to get my arm out of this situation. I'm gonna pull his arm out my way. Guys and then who boom. think like that don't need to be playing in any sport. No, that's why they don't play in any of those sports. Well, it's it some now. You see, that's you going for no to, to oh. hurt somebody. <laughs> you watch now that's play? that's because now Jay Crowder was talking too much on that end of it. Yeah, he got to talk and saying nobody's on that team tough or can see. No, he he called the, the whole team out. He was asking. He for called the he Cavs got. out. But when, in the interview, and, and we'll we'll get to that. Well. You guys can say whatever they want to, but you better be ready to back. I it ain't up. saying he had that coming to him, but <laughs> you got it coming. Because that was oof. guys who talk about his knee, oof. oh, or his no. leg oh, issue. No, that because was... Westbrook thought um, he thought he thought when his went down with his knee injury two years ago, a year and a half, two years ago, he thought Beverly did it on purpose. Beverly is just aggressive defensive player. I don't think anybody again. You you go into a game. To end somebody's career, you should not be playing in major league sport. You should not be playing in any sport. But Love calls it a dirty play, and people who soft and looking for excuses. Love, we've been talking about Love since he left. Where was it? Minnesota. Since he left Minnesota, we've been talking about Love since he got to the Cleveland Cavaliers. We've been talking about Love and LeBron James. Another grown man doesn't do not have to motivate me. And this was all the conversation about he not motivated. Well, he was so laid back in Minnesota because he was that guy. There was nothing in Minnesota. But he gets to a team full of players, he don't know how to handle it. This is me outside looking in. I'm not in that locker room. I don't have a conversation with love. So this is all opinion-based. But I don't see anything. I've never seen anything special about him anyway. I thought he's a big guy. He can shoot. And maybe that is special. I just never seen you got some guys around you that, that, that looked at as stars and superstars. You was looked at as a star in Minnesota. Well, fit into the piece of puzzle. Even LeBron said, what did he said that check? Fit in. Try to fit in instead of instead of keep trying to fit out. I think love's just soft. So, you know, he, he, you um, he's not used to – he's always shooting jumpers. He's not used to being down in the paint with the big boys, so he don't understand what the arm locking it is. <laughs> he don't understand what that is. Like, I'm trying to gain position. He wasn't conditioned for that. He wasn't conditioned <laughs> for that. He's just soft. He's just soft. Uh, Kevin Love still says is he did it on purpose. Yeah, I know. Yeah, he yeah. I I, I you know, but Boston – you watch Boston. Y'all watch Boston albums this year. I mean, there was nothing to watch, but you saw how scrappy they was. And that's the same thing with uh, Milwaukee. You see how scrappy they are. I don't know if it's a whole lot to watch except for Jason Kidd and, uh, you know, my, my Kansas guys over there. You find out who's who and what's what when you get into the playoffs. The game changes. Just like there's a second season. Just like in preseason, the game is not fast. That's why a lot of people don't go watch this preseason. Um, except fanatics, mm-hmm. and then regular season the game picks up. Postseason, it's a whole another ball game. This is this is what we do. We here, and this is why we play the game to get to that championship game. That postseason to get to a championship game. Man, they they fought, they fight in Boston. That's what they do. That's yeah, not of course. So you're not conditioned for that. You you swept the guys four zero. I don't think they was not going. <laughs> no pun intended. They wasn't going out without a fight. Of course. They weren't going down. That's what you do as a young team. Brad Stevens, even him as a head coach, when he was coaching with the Butler Bulldogs, that was a scrappy, you know, under 
I guess, stardom team or, you know, under-talented team. Is done? When he was – what? It's, yeah, they're done. done. They, they, got, they got swept. No, I'm talking but, about uh, his knee. Oh, yeah, because he got knocked out. Yeah. Like, you know, when you, when you know you get knocked out and your body just gives, no, but anything you goes. They still – no, uh-huh. when you're knocked out, your body just frees up. Yeah. His froze up and uh, – oh, I'm, unfortunately, yeah. that, that, that knee went the wrong out, way. It was nasty. When you get – when you get it, when you, I don't know, when you get knocked out, you just, I've I never been knocked out. I've knocked some people out, but, and you get over after a while. You then become like, who I'm going to knock out next? Then we got guys just put their head in the wrong, wrong, wrong place. For Kevin Love to call that play Bush League. He's Bush League. Did he not see what Kendrick Perkins and J.R. Smith did? He not used to that stuff. That boy from the Valley. Bush League. He is from the Valley. That's why we talking about him going back to L.A. <laughs> <laughs> He's running about. J.I. Smith gonna get suspended if he haven't already. Yeah. He's gonna get Oh, suspended. he's multiple game, man. Yeah, oh yeah, easily. And not just and stuff like that. You're gonna miss Kevin Love. Even if he come back, he's gonna be sore. That's a sore that's a sore uh situation. And yeah, it's not broke. It popped out, popped it back in. He's never had nothing like that. That's why he didn't understand the how how relieved he was when it went back in, that pressure subdued. He never had anything like that. So you're gonna miss him, you're gonna miss J.R. Smith. And now you got Chicago. This will Chicago might be to get a lead up. They defensive team. They are defensive team first, in my opinion, with Tom Thibodeau and the way he carries that team or designed created that team. They might be able to go to Cleveland and get one. Mm-hmm. I, I believe. I, it. I thought that anyway, but now it's just the percentages just went up. I believe it. Without Derrick Rose turning the ball over against Milwaukee, Eight times. as long as they get, yeah. it, it, they need to get out of there at the out of that series right ASAP. now. Yeah, they need right to now. change their mindset. What is the series? It's three one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when they play tomorrow? No, wait, it's 2-1. It's 2-1? No, it's 3-1. It's 3-1? Okay. okay. Yeah, 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 they did win. Okay. Yeah, but they need to get out right now. You can't have They play tonight. Okay. I got it. Okay, that's the game I'm watching tonight. It's too bad I can't watch it at a bar anymore. I guess I could. I can't drink. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done, though. I'm going back. I'm, get, I ain't catch, I'm not catching a Uber, Uber to the... Uh, I just go to my neighbor's house. I'm not catching Uber to the uh, uh, what, what's a good place? Marley's or anywhere. It's a good place to watch a game. Marley's is Mar- the Grammar Mansion, man. Y'all got a mansion? Seems like it when you clean it. Oh, feet, I, I, I hear you. I hear you on that one, loud and clear. Oh, I hear you. Are you done with the downstairs, man? Go to the upstairs. Oh, yeah. Everybody got a mansion. No matter what size your house is, it's your mansion. <laughs> it's your mansion. Every day, the house could be what is what square footage? Twenty five hundred square feet. It's your what? mansion. No, I'm just saying. No, 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 I'm saying everybody has a mansion, regardless what size it is. It is your mansion. I hear. Yeah. Okay, so By we. Got, way, what about the Houston the Clippers? Do- are changing my mind right now. To what? They two two. They should be three one, but go ahead. Because I thought no, I thought San Antonio was gonna come and sweep them, and for them to have that tied, and Chris Paul's playing up some points. Doug, don't be sold on that, man. It's it's two two. I, I didn't say. I'm not saying I'm sold. Don't. But I'm saying they're okay. starting to change okay. my mind. All right. Nah, I, I'm my mind a little bit. I, I feel that. I feel that. I feel that a lot. But uh, I'm not sold on it. I've seen Chris Paul and the Clippers being 2-2 in the series and, and and lose the last two games. Or if not, then they'll take it to game seven and still get a loss. So I'm not sold on it. And You better not go to game seven. Although it will be in L.A. You don't want to go to game seven with the Spurs. Nah, nah. Mm-mm. 
But look who's stepping up for the Clippers, too, is Austin Rivers. Doug. That was his first real. That was his Greg first Popovich one. came out and said he did not expect the, uh, Rivers Rivers to even play shoot the ball. But <laughs> now that they know that that kid was shooting the ball, if he gets hot again, Kawhi Leonard gonna shut him down. <laughs> they gonna send the dogs out. So anyway, I bet, all Popovich needs to know is who's who. Because I, I you, like you said, he didn't expect him to even be that active into the game. Right. All Popovich know one of the greatest coaches ever. I just didn't know who's who. Mm-hmm. He was traded there because of his dad. But anyway, he gets in the game. Kawhi Leonard, you got a lot of assignments when you play. And I still need you to score 20-something points. Mm-hmm. <coughs> That's all that it's is. A, it's a couple other games tonight. Um, Atlanta and Brooklyn. Atlanta, I don't What's know. That series? Is it it's 2-1. Two one? Two one? It's 2-1. Two one. For this no reason. It's taking too ever, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's just taking too long, Atlanta. And, like, if if y'all for real, if y'all going to do this. Y'all better get it on. Yeah. The Milwaukee and Chicago play tonight, right? Milwaukee Atlanta, and Chicago. Brooklyn, Milwaukee and Chicago. And then Memphis and the Trailblazers. Now, oh, Memphis, they're going to be in trouble. It's 3-0 right now. The game, I think. Did you say Memphis going to be in trouble? Yeah. Because wow. with Conley being out. Not in, not in this series. Oh. Overall playoffs. Because I thought, in my perspective. Conley out for uh, a healthy Conley. He got surgery, don't he? He got a facial surgery. Oh, yeah. that's nothing. Put a mask on. Yeah. Do the, do the Russell Westbrook, but. No, no. They ain't Westbrook. It's, it's, yeah, uh, Westbrook did that. Remember, he had that dent in his face. Yeah, but he put it, on the, mask the mask, mask guy is uh, my man in Detroit. Oh, oh, you talking about the original, original mask yeah, guy. Okay, that's I'm, original. You got to go to I'm the original. Of the original face. I'm thinking of the face, like facial surgery. surgery he know, broke a bone, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, uh, Russell Westbrook had a freaking dent in the side of his, his face. face. And he still played. And he still played with the dent in his face. Came back the next game he after surgery. Him. He gonna, he gonna get MVP, not this year. <laughs> Russell he gonna get him. Something. He gonna get him an MVP. He gonna get him some. But yeah, even with Conley, you know, being—I mean, he was already playing limited minutes before the injury, the facial injury occurred because he was coming back from a leg issue. Um, but you know, he has to jump right back in it quick for them to be, for Memphis to be, you know, back to where they are, uh, where they're at right now before the whole injury occurred with him because. They were the, my second favorite team in the West right now. Memphis, that, I like Memphis for their defense. Yeah, I like that old school basketball. That's why I like Chicago. That's why when when you talk about Chicago and the Cavaliers, I, the first thing people see is LeBron James. But you better pay attention to Kyrie Irving. You better pay attention to Jr. And then Jr. It's gonna be out. <laughs> he's gonna be out for a few games. Mm-hmm. Kevin Love, he's not gonna come. He's already Kevin Love, which is nothing special. He's gonna have to come back different. You mm-hmm. won't get. Bet you he don't get down in that paint. I like Bet Iman you. Shumpert's game too, because he's yep. been yep. he's been defending. Like <clears throat> Shumpert, just, was he in um Oakland? He I mean, was Oklahoma. He was in New York. New York, okay. He was with the Knicks too. Yeah, Conley having surgery uh today. In fact. But he'll be back. Yeah, he's not playing in game four. No, nah, he'll be Hopefully back. Hopefully he'll be back. I think they get well, Portland is one of those teams I say I used to wanted to watch. Uh I couldn't wait till next year. Uh, and they and they sitting here three. Well, next year they better hope Lamarcus Aldridge come back. That was two, I, he's not coming back. We'll see. We'll see. It doesn't help that they got sweep, swept. Mm-hmm. Oh, they might get swept in this series. Unfortunately, we run out of time. We're going to talk about some more NBA basketball, probably the uh, Atlanta-Brooklyn game, Milwaukee-Chicago game. Might give us something to talk about. Uh, definitely going to see what happens in this game for uh, Memphis and Portland Trailblazers. Demi Lachey, Dougie B on the line, Kwame Lachey Sports Talk. We will talk with you guys tomorrow.
Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. for tuning in this week. Join us every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday at 12 noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time for another edition of Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. 